Hello and welcome to another bonus episode. Due bone episode. In Italiano. See? Si. See. Si. Of the Heart of Markness podcast. I am Mark. It is Sunday. And this is just an extra one that I felt like doing because um, I had mentioned it, I think, in, in one of the earlier episodes in the last week or so that I had downloaded a cream show and it was exciting. I'd actually downloaded two of them and I'm going to feature one of them tonight or today. It's actually one in the afternoon. So today, today is the greatest and it is cream who I have not featured before and it is from San Jose 1968. I believe the date is October 5th. Let me double check that. Is it? I can't tell. I have to look deeper. I think it's October 5th. Let's go with that while I look. 1968. It is their farewell tour since they did not get along well with each other. Where are the notes for this Christ Almighty? All right, boom. Here we go. Jesus Christ. All right, let's just say it's October. Oh, here's info. Aha, I was completely wrong. October 25th, 1968. I had to go four folders deep in the directory, and then the info files for the songs were nothing but checksums. So I had to go into the cover art, which is where the actual info file for the show was. Forgive me. Sorry for that. October 25th, Dallas, Texas, on their farewell tour. And uh, close to the end of their farewell tour in America. uh, That finished on November 4th, where they jumped over to England, where they played their final two shows as a band on November 25th and 26th at the Royal Albert Hall. That was recorded and videoed, and you can see it and buy it and own it and rub it all over your body. But not this show, which is a month earlier. By this point, I mean, Cream only existed for a couple of years, from 66 to 68. And um, that's because it's a highly volatile combination of personalities in that Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker are both... First of all, they're both... Everybody in the band is a virtuoso musician. And uh, jazz as well. Ginger Baker is an amazing was an amazing, I mean, of course, rock drummer. One of the only rock drummers that I can just listen to, like John Bonham, where I can just listen to him play and nothing else, and I'm satisfied. Um, but he's also, he, he's also an, was an incredible jazz drummer as well. And um, if you haven't seen his documentary, I think it's called Beware, Mr. Baker, you should watch it because it, it shows a couple of things. First of all, Ginger Baker was an enormous asshole enormous asshole horrible purpose horrible person complete prick that's okay musical musical genius unbelievable and you should see it just because there's so much there's so much footage of him playing jazz drums and it's just it's just holy shit even at his worst he was still astonishingly good jack bruce virtuoso bass player, also from a jazz background. The two of them had played together before, but they didn't really get along. It was Plus, they're both kind of um, had reputations of being pricks. Jack Bruce maybe less so than Ginger, but they didn't get along. And Eric Clapton, um, if you know anything about him or watched his 
by you know the little documentary from him a few years ago uh you know he hates conflict and um sorry just got a text he hates conflict hated conflict back then and just being in a group with those two assholes fighting all the time was horrible and i'm very similar uh it would not be comfortable for me either so basically they just kind of dissolved went out with a farewell tour and um this is a show from it it is excellent and i hope you enjoy it because i mean cream is one of the bands had they lasted one more year had they lasted one more year had they lasted through 1969 rather than 68 they maybe would have recorded one more album with better equipment um unfortunately they were always stuck in the land of four track recording because um the recording equipment in england was a touch uh behind the times compared to the american studios at that time um even the beatles you know the biggest group in history were recording four track in 1968 um although i think they switched to did some of the white album on eight track but um i mean eight track recording was done in america i think i think like ray charles did it in the late 50s i'm not quite sure but um so the what I'm getting at is cream, uh, their studio stuff, even even the stuff you know, like White Room and Tales of Brave Ulysses and all that stuff, Sunshine of Your Love, all kind of suffer from the four track phenomenon in that they sound dated. And it's not something that can be easily fixed with like a remix. Because there's only four tracks, which means the drums are recorded monophonically. One chant one track of that tape was Ginger Baker's drums. One track was guitars, one track was vocals, one track was bass. And if they wanted to add more stuff, they would switch and bounce down. But um, because of that, it has an archaic sound that can never really be rectified and made modern. Or at least it would take a lot of technological wizardry and, and, and trickery to make it so. So they they always sound a product of the 60s in a way that like the Jimi Hendrix experience does. Same thing, four track recording. Um whereas Zeppelin recorded uh an eight track cuz they recorded in 19 well they recorded in 1968, but Jimi knew what he was doing, had access to the better stuff and um in any case yay, caught that in time. I've got my finger on the cough button, on the cough button, on the pause button for when I cough so you don't have to listen to that. Um in any case I, I you know the cream suffers from that in that their 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 recorded albums their official output doesn't sound at all that great in the digital age and um had they lasted just a little bit longer there would be at least some content uh that was recorded in eight tracks so we'd at least have maybe the drums in stereo so that you could do something with them but that's neither here nor there that's just my personal wool gathering and how i've always felt about cream as a band but you probably would like to listen to some music, uh, for which I do not blame you. So we're going to open up here with Sunshine. No, not Sunshine of Your Love. White Room, I think. Is it White Room? Let me check. I'll be right back. Yes, it is White Room. And you even get to hear a woman introduce them. 
So enjoy. October 25th, San Jose, California. Final farewell tour of the great band Cream in their short, unstable, very, very volatile lifespan. White Room, my favorite song of theirs. Here they are, the Cream.
Oh, what a good song. Oh, what a good song. And you could tell this is kind of the, 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 um, preceptor, the, 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 uh, Titans that have to exist prior to the birth of the gods, which would dominate the seventies, which would be the stones and Zeppelin and the who, and now the stones and the who existed in the sixties, but the sixties who were, you know, Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. And the 60s Stones, I mean, up to 1968, where they turned badass with Sympathy for the Devil, was a lot, you know, what a drag it is getting old. They're a totally different vibe than the 70s Who and Stones and Zeppelin. Um, and and none of that would have happened if it weren't for Steam, for, steam, for Cream. And, you know, I do I do wish they had lasted a little longer because I would love to hear something of theirs in in ridiculously good quality. And the drums, especially Ginger Baker's drums, he tuned them, he played them very well, and I would love to hear them more distinctly, but it's not going to happen. So it's all right. But you know what is going to happen? We're going to play another song. We're going to play the next song in this set. From October 25th, 1968. Um, the reason why this recording is so good, given the limitations of the technology, considering it is an audience recording, and uh, it, it's from a reel-to-reel recorder that was set up in the in the uh, pit in front of the stage, the orchestra pit, with the permission of the band, according to the liner notes. So because of that, and, and, and good miking and good recording quality, you know, a, a good recorder. We have a good quality recording from an era where audience recordings were kind of shitty. So hooray for that. And it's also interesting that at this very time, Led Zeppelin existed as a band, um, having recorded their album the month before, and I think had even done some gigs at this point as the new Yardbirds. But that's neither here nor there. That's just me, because I've always have Zeppelin on the brain, as you should know. Alrighty, folks, let's jump into That's right, we're going to listen to Crazy Train. No, Sunshine of Your Love. All right, friends, here you go. Thank you. 
Some good bass power cording there. Enjoyable. Um, one of the things that Ginger Baker uh, disliked about Jack Bruce was that Jack would, I guess, uh, consistently play louder and louder, you know, with two Marshall stacks and then three Marshall stacks. And back in the day, uh, PA systems were fairly primitive and the modern rock concert PA system was kind of debuted, you know, Matt and Moss uh, in the next year in 1969 with the Rolling Stones, you know, get your yayas out tour, the let it bleed tour. So before this uh, PA's Ginger Baker had to compete with Jack Bruce volume wise and found himself in a losing battle, which you can kind of hear. Um, the bass is very loud and prominent. Now, this is these are well-placed stage mics, but Ginger Baker would k complain all the time and bitch about Jack, uh, kind of hogging all the, the bandwidth volume-wise to the point where he couldn't hear Eric and could hardly hear himself play. And you can kind of hear that in, in, in this recording. It's not that it's overpowering Ginger Baker, but, you know, the drums are definitely not in the forefront, which is something I'm used to with Zeppelin most of the time, is Bonzo played loud and was and was amplified loud so that he was he did not have to compete with Jonesy or Jimmy sound wise and and I think that was to their credit. Another another little niggling complaint I have about the time in which Cream broke up and God damn it, why couldn't they have lasted another year or two? But that's alright. It's neither here nor there. But you know where I am? I am on Twitter at Heart of Markness. There's a Facebook group for Heart of Markness that you're welcome to join. Bunch of folks there. Um, it's active. There's really nice people there. You're welcome to join it. Heart of Markness is that name. Heartofmarkness.com is where you'll be able to find this podcast, which you don't need to find since you've already found it, but also this entire show. Not just, not just the songs I'm playing, but the entire concert, which I will read you. Uh, for this show, there's two discs, and the set list is as follows if you would like to download the whole thing. Again, at heartofmarkness.com. You've got the intro, White Room, Sunshine of Your Love, I'm So Glad, Sitting on Top of the World, Crossroads, Train Time, Toad, which is a Ginger Baker solo, and Spoonful, Spoonful, Spoonful. In Spoonful, there is a weird little uh, speed discrepancy at around seven and a half minutes where it kind of goes blah, blah, blah. But other than that, it's a great recording. And you can download it for free at hardomarktis.com. Why? Because of the patrons I have. If you would like to support the podcast, you like what I do, and you're in a position and of a mind to support, you're welcome to go to patreon.com slash and become a patron and become one of the titans upon whose shoulders rests the heart of Markness. And let's thank those titans right now for this podcast. A warm and generous thank you go to Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, 
other David, Bonzo Billy, and Mimo. Mimo's the first patron I ever had. Bless you, young man, and bless you all for supporting the Heart of Markness and letting me do what I like to do and what, hopefully, you like to listen to. All right. I'm also on, uh, not Facebook, Facebook group, yes, but YouTube as well. So there you have it. That's where you can find me. That's what I do. That's how I exist in this realm. Here endeth the lesson. But it does not endeth the podcast because I have one more song for you. It is Crossroads. And unlike the live versions that I'm used to, it's not 20 minutes long. It's it's That's a nice tight four or five minute long song. And you will enjoy it. You will enjoy it because it's three virtuoso, three virtuoso musicians, marbles in my mouth today, performing at top level. So enjoy it, friends. One of the last crossroads played by the band Cream. Again, October 25th, 1968, San Jose, California. Here you go. Thank you. 
thing that pisses me off is the 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 thinness of ginger baker's drum sound there needs to be more bass there again again limitations of the technology i mean he plays a lot of top kit but he's also hammering the fuck out of those double bass drums and you can't really get that on this recording um it also sounds like and Eric has commented on this, Eric, Eric Clapton. It's not like I know him personally. Oh, my buddy Eric told me. Um, no, Eric Clapton said uh, several times that the problem, one of the problems he had with Cream, aside from the toxic, you know, personalities, was that, I mean, because everybody in the band was a virtuoso at their instrument, um, they all just kind of tended to just go fucking crazy on their own the whole time. It's not like it's not like um, Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce are listening closely to Eric's playing and, and supporting it to make the song stronger. It's not like Eric is listening to Jack and Ginger and playing off them. It's just everybody's playing. There was a little bit of time when Ginger, Jack, and, and Eric kind of kicked it in overdrive together but um it didn't have that feel like zeppelin i mean i'm going to keep going back to them because i'm a zeppelin guy um they i mean live you would hear them supporting each other bonzo was very very attentive to what jimmy and jonesy were doing jonesy was very very attentive to what bonzo and jimmy were doing and jimmy um until shit got crazy towards the end and he was in his own world was very very attentive to the other two and they would play off each other and support each other you would hear bonzo increase his drumming intensity to build the emotional build of say a solo that jimmy did and things like that and here you don't hear that as much you just hear people just going crazy on their own and um it's kind of starting and stopping at the same time but not really supporting each other. At least I can hear that. And I can see that why that's not a 20, you know, why that's not a 20 minute crossroads like they had done at times because they weren't enjoying themselves with each other anymore. This is their farewell tour because they were done and they were getting through it professionally and playing well. I mean, this is a good performance, but it's not magical because they were not magical. This is, uh, this is kind of the family, the, going through the last holiday season before the divorce. Like the the couple decides they're going to divorce, but for the kids' sake and for the family's sake, they're going to make it through the holidays and then divorce after the new year. And that's what this vibe is to me. Everybody knows it's over, but they're still uh, still carrying on, fulfilling obligations, etc. Well, that takes us to the end of this particular episode of the Heart of Markness podcast. I've been wanting to feature Cream for a while, and I have. And I've got another show of theirs from 67 that I will do at another time so you don't get Cream overload, but I'm bump. Um, that is uh, also very good quality, but has a little more fun and play to it because uh, they weren't done with each other yet. <laughs> so they were still they were still a band. They were still united. 
So we'll get to that another time. And like I said, you will be able to download this whole show, if you want it, from heartofmarkness.com as soon as I put it up there, and I'll get it up there later today. So thank you very much. If you like what I do, um, please leave a review on your podcast platform, whatever that is, so that uh, it increases my relevance so other people can find me. If you like the Classic Rock podcasts, I do those over the weekend. Uh, Every Thursday is Led Zeppelin or Led Zeppelin-related content and that's my primary thing that's that's my area of expertise is zeppelin although i did minor in classic rock so i can do this stuff most of the time and uh yeah you'll talk to me if i don't whip out another classic one because i'm bored or inspired then you will hear from me next thursday with more led zeppelin thank you for listening be good to yourselves and each other and talk to you later